0: OP, I'm so excited to be here with you. It's
1: GB, been,
0: me too. It's, it's and been a crazy just, week. Okay. Yeah, okay. a crazy week. But just before you press record, I was going to say I'm really proud of us because we're like right. We're going to we're going to be on time and we've got the notes and um, we're we're organized yeah. and we don't have Holly here today. I know <laughs> usually our main organizer note maker. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think if you, if you think of the three of us, like OP and I are like the creative, like flowy. And then there's like Holly that is like, okay, cool. But we need to put this in a format that people are going to understand because you and Olivia will just go off on tangents. Yeah. And we need to make it make sense. Yeah. yeah, So bear with us here. If you are listening to this today, um, bear with us. We're going to, we're going to flow in a structured way.
0: Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, Jillian, yeah. I would love to know though from you, before we jump into what we're talking about today, which is such a good topic, is give me really quickly one high from the week and one low. Okay. So the high from the week was I I dog sat
1: my friend's dog who is um, about the same size as my dog. And he is like, he's so needy. So like that may sound bad, but it was just like the amount of love like imagine the amount of love that one dog gives you. And then imagine Mm -hmm. the amount of love that two dogs give you. And so I was sitting, I was sitting on the couch. So in the morning, I have my little morning routine and I was sitting on the couch drinking my iced coffee because it's a thousand degrees. And like both dogs got up on the couch with me and it was just like, Oh, (gasps) this is so sweet. So yeah, (gasps) that was a high. And then a low is just like, I've been in a really funky mood emotionally. Mm -hmm. I think due to just like, I didn't, set up my week very well as far as like social stuff and so I was feeling really lonely and then also I've been really digging into a lot of the political stuff that's been going on in the United States and that is not feeling great
0: yeah absolutely yeah so over here we we were just talking before we started recording it has been I reckon one of the hardest weeks like of my life (laughs) because We did hire a nanny um, to just help a little bit because Ed, my husband and I both work um, full-time and we have a baby and she wasn't here at all this week. Um, And so it's just been a real juggle with um, a little baby and running a business. And I feel like I've just been like trying to catch a breath at every second. Um, So that's been really hard, but we've made it through. And man, I tell you what, communication is just like, the most important thing um and a high would be that we're going to New Zealand tomorrow um oh my gosh six weeks yeah so so
1: those of you that follow Olivia on Instagram get ready for rolling green hills and like beautiful nature
0: oh yeah oh my gosh I cannot wait because since Alfie was born I have just been pretty much like in this apartment so I'm just like dying for like blue sky green r- greenery and um, also be really wonderful to see you know friends of family and introduce them to Alfie so wish me luck on the plane tomorrow with a three-month-old um, I'm a bit nervous about that. <laughs> we're gonna send you some good vibes we're gonna send you some chill baby vibes
1: yeah, there'll be vibes coming your way. So oh. I just
0: realized we need a dad joke and luckily I have them saved. Oh man, I've actually seen some absolute zingers um, recently, but I, I need to save them. Here, I have them.
1: Okay, <laughs> this one is very relevant to who we are as people. I think it's pretty funny. Oh, there's a typo in this dad joke. So I just saw a real idiot at the gym. He put a water bottle in the Pringles holder on the treadmill.
0: <laughs> oh, that is ghost. Yep.
1: Yeah. Good. So, Bye. okay. Quick, quick, random story before we hop into the topic for today. So one of my absolute favorite podcasts right now is called my therapist ghosted me. And if you oh, are yeah. not listening to it, it is so funny. It's a female comedian and her friend, and they are just hilarious. They're Irish. And, um, and they were no, yeah. And, and, oh, and this was what it was. They got an email from someone the other day that was like, this guy was in a hotel with his girlfriend and they heard a dad saying to his adult son, like, what about a wee bit of pringies for the road or something <laughs> like that? And then the the guy that heard it now says that to his girlfriend constantly all the time. And so just literally everything they talk about, he's like, what about some pringies for the road? <laughs> and the way that they tell it on My Therapist Ghosted Me is hilarious, but.
0: I need to listen to that because I actually have, seen it, but I, I haven't listened to any Olivia, that. it is so worth it. It is
1: so oh, funny. Good. Sometimes they actually say some
0: things that are really like body, like
1: not, not body accepting, I guess they say yes. things that are, are like very much like self-loathing towards their bodies. But I think that that's very common in society and, and also in comedy, I think is pretty common. Yeah. But that said, oh. they're pretty funny. Yeah.
0: And I think that there's kind of like it, it does kind of relate to what we're going to sort of talk about um, today. But I actually was just thinking that the the other day when I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about um, just kind of like really off the cuff things, like saying, you know, things about their body and like diet culture things and stuff like that. And we, because we're so kind of in it and the kind of people that we follow and the kind of things that we consume, for me, I just forget, like actually, That is what most people think. And that's how most people talk. And it was a real, just kind of like, oh yeah, that was a good reminder for me of like, okay, most of the world is still thinking this stuff. Yeah. Which is why the topic that
1: we're going to talk about today, which is acceptance. And we actually were kind of going over before we started recording, we were talking about, you know, do we want to talk about body acceptance and body neutrality and body positivity? And we actually decided that we want to split that up into a series and do a series talking about sort of like, I guess almost like the different phases or the different stages or the different areas in which you can sort of categorize your relationship with your body. Cause I think a lot of them, I don't want to say they're stepping stones because I think you can sort of like walk back and forth along, Mm. like along the spectrum. And I know I have some pretty strong opinions about like where I would like to sit and where I, where I kind of promote sitting on that spectrum. But today we're going to talk a little bit about acceptance in general and specifically kind of dig into some body acceptance. And we'll share, you know, Olivia and I are at very different kind of phases in our lives just with. All of the things that we do on a day to
0: day. And so, you know, both of us have worked a lot on body acceptance
1: over the years. Mm.
0: I think also, you know, those terms as well, like body acceptance, body positivity, body neutrality, they're confusing. Totally. I think that people get confused about what they actually are and where they should be. And, you know, one saying maybe, I, I you know, I'm pursuing body positivity, but it's something that is just completely, not possible for them right now. And so it's just a really confusing kind of weird thing. So um, yeah, I think that a series on that will be really helpful for people. We're going to start out with just talking about
1: acceptance in general. And Mm. this is something that spans sort of the gamut across life where I think we spend so much time fighting against things internally and when we talk about acceptance, and we're going to talk about a couple misconceptions around acceptance, but when we talk about acceptance, you know, we're looking at this kind of from the lens of acceptance and commitment therapy, which is something that Olivia and I have both kind of delved into. And there's three A's of acceptance. And so starting with the first A, we've got acknowledgement. And this is something that I know Holly, Olivia, and I all work a lot with our clients is just like, noticing and naming what is going on Mm. and so I, I don't know Olivia do you want to talk a little bit about like why the noticing and naming is so important as we work towards acceptance
0: yeah well it's kind of like understanding it um I think is that when we can understand something it sort of makes sense like everything kind of makes sense but if we are so in our thoughts and we're aren't kind of able to um, establish what kind of emotions we're actually feeling, then things can get really confusing. And often we think that we might be feeling some kind of emotion, but it's actually not that and it's something else. Um, so that noticing and naming of a feeling, an emotion, a thought is really important to create some space to understand what is actually going on, um, rather than it and starting that detachment process, right? That it's not you but it's something that you're feeling or something that you're thinking um and with that noticing and naming you know it's like noticing triggers naming the emotions that come from that and the what we've talked about quite a lot on here before is the emotions wheel that is really really helpful um for this for this a for this process yeah
1: and I I think it's something that comes up a lot so just to kind of name the three a's of acceptance and then we'll go into the next two we've got acknowledgement allowing and accommodating And so when, when we talk about noticing and naming a lot of the time, this is actually the most difficult thing. I know I talk with clients all the time and I'll be like, so, you know, what thoughts came up in that moment? They're like, I don't know. Yeah. Or they'll, or, you know, especially when we're talking about like eating behaviors. And a lot of the time I work with clients that sort of feel like they're on autopilot, like, oh, well, I just did this thing. I'm like, well, you know, what, what thoughts may have come up beforehand or during or after like, I have no idea. Like, you know, how are you feeling? Like, well, I wasn't feeling anything. And so this is why this is the first A in acceptance is because we can't change what we're not aware of. And yeah. so this is kind of like bringing awareness to, oh, there's something going on.
0: Yeah, it allows for that process of like reverse engineering, right? Yeah. So it's like, ah, okay, this was the actual thing that happened to me doing this thing, like the process of it. Now I can reverse engineer from where that actually started, Yeah.
1: And, and with the allowing, like moving from acknowledgement to allowing is like, okay, once I've noticed and named that there's something going on, okay, now I can let myself allow that thing to exist. And this is where, you know, Olivia, you put in here, what you resist persists. And -hmm. this is such a profound, like those four words are so incredibly profound because often we fight so hard against accepting something that is. And so it's like this thing, whether it's, you know, for example, like. Fighting against how you feel about your body, or fighting against you know uh, a certain emotion, and we think that like if I pretend it's not there, or if I push it away, or if I refuse to acknowledge it or allow it, like then I don't have to deal with it, and that is where we find people years down the road. They're like, oh, I probably should have gone to therapy like twenty years ago.
0: (laughs) Totally. It's like if you're saying, oh, I'm I'm, I I shouldn't be stressed. I shouldn't be stressed. I shouldn't be stressed. Like. I'm stressed like just allow yourself to to be in that because fighting against it doesn't help you not be stressed it just means that you are stressed even more <laughs> yeah and then the last one is accommodating is like okay
1: I've acknowledged that this thing whatever it is exists I'm allowing it to come up and then I'm accommodating it. I'm letting it have some space in my life because if I don't make the space for it I can't actually work through it and something really helpful that I think, and this is something when we do notice and name emotions or thoughts or whatever that is, and I know Olivia, you use this all the time, is actually just adding a little bit of wording because language is so powerful to the way that we think about things. And so changing, for example, like I feel fat, changing it to I am having the thought that I feel fat.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so this is part of these two, tech. well, it's part of this technique of diffusion because when we're fusing with our thoughts, if we say, I am da, 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 da," I am that, we're fusing with that and we're kind of becoming that. And there's no space. Mm. Like you said, words are so powerful and there's just no space between self and those words. But when we practice diffusion, and honestly, we want to practice diffusion like over and over and over and over again. Um, and that is just creating that space by saying, I'm having the thought that." I'm feeling that, I'm thinking that, right? Um, And then we can sort of, that goes back to what I said about um, starting that detachment process, because when we can do that, we're creating space um, for something else to come in, for change to come in, for a different thought to maybe come in um, and choose something different.
1: Yeah. And I think a lot of, a lot of the acceptance process is just, it starts by letting a tiny little crack of the possibility that like, oh, this may not be 100% the truth of what's going on. Like there may be another option here. And I think when we take these, you know, the A's of acceptance and move it into like, well, what is body acceptance? And we think, you know, as we mentioned before, there's sort of like a wide spectrum of like things, like ways that you can feel about your body. And body acceptance is, is really just taking the acknowledgement, allowing and accommodating and moving it into the realm of like, hey, like my body is the way that it is. I accept that what is, is that. And then I think something that people get confused about is like, well, if I accept my body the way that it is, then I can't work towards changing it. It's like, that's not true. Mm. And maybe there are people out there that will argue with me on that, but I stand by you can accept your body and still choose to change it.
0: Yeah, you can decide to change it in an honourable way. Yeah, and there are ways that you can do that. But I think that it, it does. There's kind of like a pre prerequisite there that being in the right mind state and having like true acceptance for your body. And again, that doesn't mean that you like it. It doesn't mean that you love it. It just means that you understand what is going on um, and then you can change your body if you want. But yeah, like you said, it is a very... very confusing thing and I think that people that are super super like in that body positivity kind of space are like there is absolutely no room for changing your body and for you know if you want to pursue fat loss or anything like that and I believe that that actually is going against body autonomy which is something that we were just talking about right and so it's an interesting conversation. And I think maybe we, we can dig into that, you know, yeah. no, and, I, and yeah. I think the thing is, is like me, you and Holly, we all essentially dedicate
1: our lives to helping women and any individual that wants to work with us. We dedicate our lives to like helping those individuals practice body autonomy. And like, just really briefly, like body autonomy is you having full ownership and choice over what happens to your body or over what you do with your body. And so I think when we look at this from like a body acceptance standpoint is like, there's a big difference from pursuing fat loss because that is the only way that you will accept yourself or that is the only way that you feel you can love yourself or have certain self-esteem or whatever. And pursuing fat loss from a place of like, Hey, like my body is how it is right now. I'm choosing to pursue this goal. But even if I don't achieve that goal, like my self-worth is not contingent on achieving that goal
0: that's actually something that many of my clients come up against because they have come from this place of like, um, you know, a lot of like dieting, a lot of like restriction and stuff like this. And they start to understand like body acceptance and things. And then they start to feel guilty. You know, they start to feel all like shame if they want to change their body. Mm -hmm. And there is a lot of like shame around with that. And if there is shame and if, coaches are maybe saying that you shouldn't pursue that or that shouldn't be something that you should be doing really means that they're not listening they're not validating and people are not being heard and that's the whole thing right like with autonomy is feeling understood feeling seen feeling heard and so um yeah it's an interesting conversation I Yeah, a super interesting conversation. Yeah, and I I think
1: because I I was just thinking about this the other day because I was recording a podcast for my solo podcast and talking about like process goals over outcome goals. And I think that process goals what in, in relation to like body acceptance and then also choosing to perhaps have like a health, you know, like changing your body in some way or like pursuing a nutrition goal or whatever that is. I think that that's where it's like, when we move towards process goals over results or like outcome-based goals, I think that that is more in my mind, like aligned with acceptance or body acceptance specifically, because you're like, Hey, you know, I'm going to dedicate myself to the process of, you know, working out X amount of times a week or like eating a certain amount of protein or whatever that is but I'm not necessarily tied to the result of what I believe quote unquote should happen in that situation. And I think that that also, like even if we look at the stress example is like, if we dedicate ourselves to the process of like, how do I work through this stress? We're not necessarily, like we're accepting that stress exists and we're being in it and with it instead of trying to resist it or just get to the end of it.
0: Does that make sense? Yep, a hundred percent. And what you've got here as well is, um, with that and is choosing to change, um, coming from a place of your values as well. And man, I feel like even though, isn't it an awful thing of like beating a dead a horse with a, a beating a dead horse? I don't horse think values horse? are a dead horse. I think values are very much a live horse. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, what's that? Um, what is that saying? Like beating a st- dead horse with a stick anyway? Um, cause we talk about it all the time. I swear. It's like, Every single episode, we will touch on values, but that's how important it is because that comes into autonomy because you are making all of those decisions and your values are what most are most important to you. And I think that if we have, my body is fine the way it is, and I'm going to work on something else, or I'm going to go into this process of like fat loss or whatever, it means like you said, you're not tied to it. So you can pivot and you can come out of that it doesn't mean that you have to go all the way through if it doesn't feel good anymore, if it doesn't align with you anymore. Um, And so being so clear on your values is fundamental to starting to be able to um, practice body acceptance. Yeah. It's interesting because there's a lot of misconceptions of
1: acceptance. And I think probably some people that heard what you just said were probably like, yeah, but like my body isn't okay the way that it is because they're very much tied to this idea that like, or my doctor told me I need to lose weight or like I have this health thing going on and I have to change my body because of it. And I think that the misconception of acceptance is like, if I accept what is, I'm just going to give up. And I, and I think that that is, is really, really damaging because it means that like, we're not working on the problem or we're not working on the, the issue at hand. We're simply like holding too much space, fighting against, like, I'm explaining myself badly, but I think you get it.
0: Yeah, no, totally. But that's part of that autonomy piece, right? It's like, if the doctor said, you need to lose weight because you've got this health condition, it's like, okay, that is something that is coming from an external source. Right. But Mm -hmm. you can still make that intrinsic and you can still, you can still take ownership of that and have autonomy over your decision-making with that, because that is important to you, even though someone else is telling you what to do. And again, that just comes, man, you know what, all of this is just like, like, how well do you know yourself? Yeah, that is such a good point. And this is what this all is. It's just like unraveling and unpacking and like deciding on different stories. And yeah, I think this is
1: why curiosity is so important is it's why getting, you know, getting curious about, okay, cool. Why am I fighting against this thing? Or like, Mm. why do I feel the pressure to need to change my body? Like, is Mm. this a choice that I am making or is this pressure that I feel because of you know, societal norms or because my doctor told me or because my partner makes me feel X away or whatever that is. This is where the misconceptions of self-acceptance or or body acceptance really hold us back because we have this idea of if I accept how something is, that means that I'm just going to stop caring about it. It's not important to me. And I think that this, I think that something that can be really helpful is looking at it in the sense of like, if you accept someone As who they are. You know, I accept you, Olivia, as my friend, exactly how you are. That doesn't mean that I don't want the best for you. That doesn't mean that I don't support your growth and progress as a human. That simply means that like, even if for some reason something happened and you were exactly how you are today, 10 years from now, I would still care for you. Mm. And that like, for me, that hit me so hard. Like when I was in my last relationship, it was like, you can't accept the human that you're with right now. You're not actually in love with that person. And I think that that has so much to do with your body as well as like, if you can't accept your body the way it is now is like, you're not allowing that to change and progress and flow the way that it will in the future.
0: Yeah. And just think about how energetically demanding that is as well. Yeah. To be constantly, and this is what we resist persists, right? That what we said at the beginning, like it is really, really, really exhausting to keep pushing to keep resisting, um, and letting go feels more liberating, you know? Um, and it doesn't mean that you're giving into yourself. It's just a little bit lighter, super important um, point. I think, and I think if we move into like, well, how do I start practicing
1: this? Like how if yeah. it, in, in the realm of body acceptance, like how do we start doing this? I think a big part of it is starting to, and we have an entire podcast on self-compassion. So we're not going to dig too much into that there, but I would say like, if you take any homework away from this, like go to our episode on self compassion and listen to that because that is an integral part of practicing acceptance, is recognizing that we are not striving for perfection. Mm. Like that just doesn't make sense. And yep. the more that we fight against the fact of like, well, I have to be perfect. I have to do this. Like I need to be this way. The more that we hold on to that, the less that we can practice acceptance.
0: Yeah, Um, and then having um, an appreciation for your body as well and the way that it functions, right? Mm -hmm. I think that is a really important thing. But I think also that people get caught up in just focusing on strength. Like, okay, I'm just going to focus on how strong my body is and um, strong is great and stuff like that, but that's still something that you can be... If you get get injured, then what? Yeah, exactly. And so a body appreciation um, to tie in with acceptance is like what your body allows you to do, to see, to feel, to hear, like all of the senses that, that we have as humans like to give someone a hug, to eat a delicious meal, like all of these things, I think when we talk about body acceptance and in this kind of space, they aren't given as much airtime because yeah. so much focus is on what your body can physically do um, when that is a very small part of um, how we can be appreciative of our body and how we can accept it more. You know what hit, what? which one hit me really, really hard when it, came,
1: when it comes to body functionality is I heard, I don't know where I heard this, And someone was talking about my body houses my organs and keeps my organs together. And then Mm. it was like, my heart pumps my blood. And I was like, oh my God, my body is amazing. (laughs) Like, that is crazy. When you think about it, like the fact that I am sitting here right now and my body is allowing me to speak to you without like a lot of conscious thought, like that is just mind blowing when you think about it. And we don't focus on that stuff. So it's like, whether or not you can lift heavy weight in the gym or like whether or not, like maybe you have some sort of, disability and you can't walk or you can't like go to the gym or whatever that is. But like your body is housing your organs. Like I I remember when we did our our episodes on the
0: menstrual cycle and I was like, oh my God, my body does all of that. (laughs) Totally. And like just having a baby, I'm just like, holy smokes, my body is like crazy. Um, But just throwing in here as well, like we mustn't forget that our so much of our inability to accept our body comes from stuff that isn't even our stuff so oh, yeah the patriarchy diet yeah. culture you know all of these things and so that is an important thing to remind yourself of as well that so much of your thoughts and your beliefs are stemmed from this stuff which is so deep and so systemic and so hard to get rid of um But I do think that that can be really helpful that we can kind of get angry a little bit about that. You know, it's like these big things are having such an impact on how I think about my body. Like, isn't that weird? Like, isn't that weird that they're contributing so much to this? So that's something to kind of keep in mind as well. I think a cool cool way to think about
1: it is like, it's not my fault that I feel the way that I do about my body, but it is my responsibility to work on it.
0: Love it. Yes. Yeah.
1: I just made that up right now. Someone write that down.
0: Love it. Love it, Jillian. Sound um, bomb. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna
1: need to write that down somewhere. Um, <laughs> And, and I think, you know, one of the kind of, one of the other ways that can be really, really helpful to work on practicing body acceptance is, is really noticing and then neutralizing or reframing some of the thoughts that you have about your body. And so Mm -hmm. one of the ways that I personally did this, that was so game-changing, life-changing for me is I would notice when I would go in the mirror and start focusing on the things I didn't like. And what I would do is I would say, huh, that is interesting that that's what I focus on. And I would, then I would direct that self-talk to focusing on something I did like. And yeah. so for me, that noticing and neutralizing was like, okay, this is interesting. And now I'm going to change direction.
0: Yeah. And that's that curiosity, right? Um, and I've just got down here um, ABCs. And I think that this is quite a, a good acronym to to remember. Same kind of thing we've been talking about, but um, understanding your activators. So the triggers, right? Like what came before you had that thought and all that feeling, Um your beliefs, then, so your thoughts and the interpretations that um, you know are coming out for you from that trigger. Like, what is going through your mind? What are you saying about yourself? And then the C is, are the consequences of those thoughts and the beliefs. So how did you react emotionally? Like, what did you do after that? What was the action? What did you do with your behavior from that trigger? So that's kind of um, like what we talked about with those three A's at the top, right? But I think that A, B, C is is a pretty easy thing to remember. So your triggers are the activators, the beliefs and the consequences. And when you can yeah. start to understand that and even just having a journal, and right, start like a week of just like we might track our food for a week. It's like we have to be doing the same stuff with how we're thinking about things as well to be able to create change so that we can see and we can reflect. Yeah. And a, a tool also, I want to mention a really awesome tool for
1: this. I think Holly told me about, about this so long ago, but it, there's a workbook called the Body Image Workbook. And it's literally like, if this is something that you are really struggling with, this workbook takes you through like a lot of the process of like noticing and neutralizing thoughts, working on self-compassion, understanding the roots of why you feel the way that you do about your body. And it's a really, really helpful process to work through. I've actually accompanied clients in going through it before. yeah, And then, and yeah, and I'm sure Holly has as well. Like if we want to troubleshoot acceptance, if we're trying to accept things and it's not working, like what, what do we do? Yeah. So
0: there's a a few things here. Um, First of all is it's really hard to exist in that paradox of and to be like, okay, I don't, I'm finding it really hard to accept my body and I'm still gonna look after it. I'm not going to go on a massive diet or something like that like paradox is really really hard um so I think that it's even like accepting that that is hard and that kind of leads into the second point that I've got there is starting with the outer layer and so with acceptance that outer layer can simply be this is like acceptance is hard (laughs) accepting my body is hard like starting there which seems so weird but Even just starting there means that you can start to then accept something else and go a little bit deeper, a little bit deeper, a little bit deeper. We don't want to start with our deepest trauma because that means that acceptance is just going to be really, really, really hard. So even, you know, if body acceptance feels really difficult for you right now, starting with something that is really easy, like maybe your house is a mess. And you're just like, okay, I'm just going to accept that my house is a mess, but I can still move around in it. You know, like something just so simple like that to start practicing acceptance. Yeah. It's
1: crazy how much energy and time we spend being like, it shouldn't be like this. It shouldn't be like this. It shouldn't be like this. And, you know, I know that we're going to wrap up kind of on that. Cause I think that that was really, really awesome. And we got, yeah, we got through a lot here, but I think one of the, the, things around acceptance is like, I want you to think about when you are frustrated with yourself for not doing something. Let's say you're like, oh my God, like I, I should be meal prepping. Like, I can't believe I'm not doing this. I should be meal prepping and how much energy you put towards being angry at yourself for not meal prepping. For example, what if that, that energy just was energy that you put towards, what do I want to be doing? Because you already know what you're not doing. It exists and, and being frustrated at yourself for not doing it or for things being the way that they are, isn't actually working you towards a place of peace. It's keeping you from that peace.
0: Mm. Absolutely. It's like that stressed example that I said, it's like, like you can say to yourself, oh, oh." no, you can say to yourself, like, "I, I shouldn't be stressed. I shouldn't be stressed. And that feels like you can feel that in your body, right? You can feel, it's just like tension. Or you could say, I can be stressed. Yeah, And it's just like, oh, okay. I'm allowing myself to just like be in this and it's fine.
1: Yeah. And I I think the fear is that like people think, well, if I just allow myself to be stressed then I'm going to be stressed forever. And that's (laughs) not usually the case. And this is why, again, values are so helpful because you can be like, okay, I am stressed right now, or I don't feel good about my body right now. Cool. So what align, what is an action that aligns with my values that can move me in a direction I want to go? Yeah. So with that friends, we could go on forever with this, but I'm excited to do more episodes on like body neutrality and body positivity. And I know we're going to have to talk a little bit more about body autonomy in there.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. After recent events. Yeah, But I yeah. think that we've only just um, scratched the surface today. But uh, thanks so much, Jillian. So nice to Thank do this you. with you. This was so
1: lovely. So lovely. <laughs> and so if you listen to this episode and you loved it, share it with someone in your life that could use a little bit of this acceptance advice. If you are not already subscribed to the Be Well Cartel, please do that. Because that means that you're just going to get lovely notifications every time we post a new episode, which is Sunday nights, Well, I guess it kind of depends where you are in the world, to be honest. Somewhere around Sunday night is when we post new episodes. And if you have not left us a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcasts, that would be super awesome. It's just such an incredible way to help other people find this podcast. So that would be really, really great if you could take a moment and do that. And with that, we are going to leave you here. I'm about to pee my pants and Olivia has to go pack. So we have got things that we need to do. (laughs) So with that, friends, we will leave you until next time.